0: This is ARC Production. Yo, 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 yo! back behind a live mic baby i can already feel how great this episode is gonna be man we're back in a rhythm we're back in a flow welcome back to the robson sportscast i'm your host alex robson thanking you for tuning in to this week's edition we got a ton to get into this episode so let's go ahead let's just shut up let's get right into the action before we get into that Jets rant, let's go ahead and do a quick Week 1 recap. I'll go through, give you all the scores from Week 1, and we'll move on into that Jets rant. Buffalo Bills take down the New York Jets 27-17. Josh Allen, 300 yards for the first time in his career. Russell Wilson throws four touchdown passes as the Seahawks take down the Falcons 38-25. Lamar Jackson still looking like an MVP player. 38-6. The Ravens start off 1-0 against the Browns. The Las Vegas Raiders get their first win as the Vegas Raiders in a 34-30 win over the Panthers. The Chicago Bears benefit from a DeAndre Swift drop in the end zone to win a 27-23 ballgame against the Lions. What a Terrible way to start your NFL career. Dropping an easy one in the end zone for the win. Good Lord above. Only a Georgia Bulldog. Good Lord. The Jacksonville Jags step up and get a 27-20 win over the Colts. Minshew Mania, it might just be for real, but don't get your hopes up. Calm down, everybody. It's probably already Trevor Lawrence's team. We just don't know it yet. The Green Bay Packers win a shootout against the Vikings 43-34. to Aaron Rodgers, four touchdown passes. He's still a bad man. Cam Newton gets his first win as a Patriot 21-11 over the Miami Dolphins. Upset of the freaking week right here. The Washington football team, the team I I predicted to go 0-16, wins week one against the team I had as my early Super Bowl pick, the Philadelphia Eagles 27-17. Oh, boy, do I look like an idiot. Good Lord above. The LA Chargers get out of Cincinnati alive with a 16-13 win over the Bengals. little bone to pick here. Here's my mini rant for the day. Who? I don't even remember his name. I'm trying to remember it right now. Who Who is the kicker for the Bengals? Oh, God, what's his name? I had it in my head, and I just lost it. Randy Bullock, there we go. have it written down right there. Randy Bullock. Are you kidding me with that field goal attempt? You're going to miss it and then try and play it off like you got hurt? Miss me with that BS. You shanked it and you tried to play it off. We've all done it before. Don't even try and make excuses for yourself. You missed it. You choked. Moving on. The New Orleans Saints take down the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 34-23. Not a very good start for Tom Brady, but w- let's not panic here. Let's not overreact to it. I know everybody week one overreactions. A lot of you are probably going to consider my Jets rant here in a little bit as an overreaction, but this one we need to show out about Tom Brady. It's a whole new offense for him. He's got a lot more weapons than he's used to having, so give it some time. And the weapons aren't healthy either. The Arizona Cardinals get a 24-20 win over the defending NFC champion San Francisco 49ers. How about Kyler Murray, baby? I told you all, watch out for him. He is a sleeper. He's going to be a stud, and he looked like it in this game. The LA Rams take down the Dallas Cowboys 20-17 in the first ever game played in SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, California. Great game. The Rams are loaded. They can be a really big sleeper team this year. And the Cowboys. Oh boy, here we go again. In Monday Night Football, the Pittsburgh Steelers dominate the Giants 26-16. And the Denver Broncos fall just short of the Tennessee Titans. 16-14, the Titans get the dub. 10-6 for Week 1. How about that for the Robson Cast to start off the year? I like it. Now quick little recap and i'll get into my quick little rant about the jets real quick i gotta cut the music for this one because whoo i got a lot to get off my chest about the jets and you all can expect if it's a real bad game like it just was this first week for the jets you can expect some more of these because this is going to be a way i vent my frustrations a little bit i understand the jets Came into this game already hurt to hell. Denzel Mims was out. LaMichael Pirine was out. And many more injuries that I probably can't even name them all. It's been their curse the past, I don't know how many years. But I'm not worried about that right now. I'm worried about two things. I expected the defense to struggle. No Jamal Adams. It's going to take an adjustment period not having that guy there. But even then, I know the stats don't really show, but that defense overall didn't do that terrible. It was just, it's a t- that's a tough week one matchup. It's going to get worse week two when they play the Niners. But I want to talk about the offense. Specifically, Sam Darnold. Real quick before I say it, I want to give a little shout out to Makai Becton. By pro football focus rated the number one rookie in week one. He was phenomenal. He was throwing dudes around. The Jets got a stud in him. He's going to be good. But I want to talk about Sam Darnold real quick. 21 of 35. 215 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Quarterback rating is 75, 75.3. As long as pass was 69 yards. It was a touchdown to Jameson Crowder, but Jameson Crowder probably did about 65 yards of the work. Do you people out there still see this guy as a franchise quarterback? That interception I mentioned was a cross-body, off-balance throw. When the hell did Sam Darnold become Patrick Mahomes? Or when in the hell did he start thinking he was? Because let me give you something, little Sammy. You're not even close to Mahomes. In terms of talent or production. You can't do either. You have, you have all the talent in the world, but you can't produce. You threw a dead duck into three Buffalo Bills defenders that could have picked that off. Fantasy-wise, I thank you because I started the Bills defense against you because I knew you were going to suck. I don't understand how you people see this guy as a franchise quarterback. Franchise quarterbacks in year three, no less, don't make mental errors like that. And that's been my knock on Sam Donald since he was back at USC. He cannot read a defense to save his life. He's paranoid in the pocket, albeit he has terrible offensive line play. I understand that. But when that pocket in the rare occasion, it is clean, he chooses to run. Set your feet for God's sake. You're not Lamar Jackson or Russell Wilson. Stand in the pocket and throw the damn ball. There was one play. I want to talk about this play real quick. Sam Darnold, he was getting pressured from his blind side, so he rolls out right. Looks good. He has a Le'Veon Bell, a superstar running back. Call it whatever you want. It's just a terrible team around him. When the Jets trade him after next year, or after this year, they're going to. I know it's going to happen. He's going to reemerge again. I know it's going to happen. He had him wide open. What does he do? Steps out of bounds and doesn't throw the ball. That's a franchise quarterback. Rolling to your right when Le'Veon Bell is running down the right sideline, wide open, not a defense within 20 yards of him. It's a touchdown. You have the arm talent. You've done it before. Throw the damn ball. Open your eyes. How you people see him as a franchise quarterback when he can't make even the simplest of plays like that. It wasn't like he was 30, 40, 50 yards down the field. It wasn't like he had to throw some miracle Hail Mary Aaron Rodgers style to make the completion. He was maybe 10 yards down the field. If he can't make that throw and he can't see it, first of all, get the hell out of the league because you ain't making it. But, even Sam Darnold was not my biggest issue. Adam Gase. What the hell was that? You spend all offseason talking about you've reformed your your relationship with Le'Veon Bell is fine. Everything we did last year on offense we're just going to throw out. You took responsibility for For what happened last year with the offense and how bad it was. You took 100% responsibility for that. And as a man, I respect that. But what the hell do you do week one? You come out and you do the exact same damn thing you did last year. No one on offense knew what the hell was going on. No one. Knew what was going on. Not even you knew what was going on. You were just as lost as Donald and half the other rest of the damn offense out there. You were lost. And the more you perform like this, the more you dig your own grave. At this rate, you ain't making it past week four because we're gonna go in, because we're gonna hit week four and be 0-4. And then I'm hoping to God they pull the plug on you. Because I don't know how much more I can take of this. It is sickening. You go out there and you three straight three and outs. And then you give up three straight touchdowns. Before you even get a damn field goal. Inexcusable. I understand we're playing the Bills week one. I understand we're beat up a little bit. But what the hell? 21-0 after three strike three and outs? Still running the ball on second and 10, second and 11, second and 12? I know I'm not a huge Sam Darnold fan, but put some trust in the damn kid. I didn't like this signing from the beginning. It's hilarious to me when the Jets signed him, people were trying and and even my, some of my personal friends were like, dude, calm down. Adam Gase is an offensive guru. He's going to do wonders with Darnold to hell. He's an offensive guru. When his quarterback was not named Peyton Manning, they never fit. This offense has never finished outside the top half of the league. They were either okay or awful, and don't you fi- don't you find it funny? And I- it'll be my damn luck. The same thing is going to happen with Darnold. I don't think it will, but that's just my luck as a Jets fan. Ryan Tannehill was awful, considered one of the worst in the league when Adam Gase was there. They trade him to Tennessee, and he leads them to the AFC Championship game, having one of the best seasons statistically a quarterback has ever had in terms of QBR rating. That's not a coincidence. As much as I don't like Sam Darnold, he's not even close to the biggest issue. I'm willing to give him another year or two with more talent around him and less injuries. Adam Gase... If I was Joe Douglas, I'd already have said, you're fired. How Adam Gase got a second chance at head coaching in the NFL is beyond me. This dude probably could barely coach Pee Wee football. And it's embarrassing that that's the guy that's coaching my football team. I could do a better job. I never played a game of football in my damn life. I just talk about it. And that's sad. The sooner they get Adam Gase out of there, the sooner hope returns for Sam, Donald, and company. Because that's the thing that's screwing this franchise right now. Okay. Let's move on to week two predictions, shall we? Bringing back the old-school intro. If you remember, this was the music originally that played when the Robson Cast started before RC Productions hit me up with the dope beat that you hear now on the Robson Sportscast stocks But anyway, it's going to be our tune as we go over week two of the NFL season. Let's start it off with a quick recap of Thursday Night Football. The Battle of Ohio. Cleveland Browns get their first win under Kevin Stefanski, 35-30. They hold off Joe Burrow and the Bengals. We'll talk about the Browns first because there's a little less to talk about with the Browns. Baker Mayfield was good. 219 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. 110.6 QBR rating. That's probably the best game he's ever played in the NFL. In terms of how he looked, he had his swagger. He just looked good. He looked good throwing the ball. Had the one pick, but he didn't see a safety rolling over and he picked it off. That happens every quarterback does that. So I'm not holding that pick against him. Chubb and Kareem Hunt, probably the two best running backs in the NFL. Chubb, 22 carries, 124 yards, and two touchdowns. Kareem Hunt, 10 carries, 86 yards, and a touchdown. OBJ, four catches, 74 yards, and a touchdown. I still hold by my statement he's becoming a glorified Rodney Anderson. Big play potential, but all around, not really that good. I still think a lot of people are putting a lot of hate on Baker Mayfield you got to remember this. Baker Mayfield is 25 years old. Still a baby in this league. 25 years old and has got a little whiny baby diva wide receiver in Odell Beckham. Who, if he doesn't get the ball, whines and complains on Twitter about it. He's a locker room cancer. I said it on Instagram. Previewing this game. Be sure to follow Instagram at the Robson Sportscast if you're not already. But the biggest problem in Cleveland's Odell. You can't explain to me logically, aside from that he's just a Cleveland Brown, how Odell Beckham Jr. gets added into the core for a young quarterback in Baker Mayfield who just broke the rookie touchdown passes record makes him worse. I'll explain it to you why that's the case. Because you can't say that's Baker Mayfield's fault because it's not. Baker Mayfield is now forced to get the ball to Odell Beckham. Because otherwise, he's going to whine and complain. And call Baker Mayfield out on Twitter. Not that Baker Mayfield can't handle himself on Twitter. We've seen it before. But for a 25-year-old kid, you can't have that in the locker room. Plaguing it. When you got a young quarterback. The issue is, the head coaches in Baker Mayfield's time have not had a pair of balls to tell Odell Beckham Jr., hey, this kid's 25, or however it was when his other coaches were there, this kid's 25 or whatever, quit being a little baby and just go out there and play football. That's all I'm going to say about that. The minute they get him out of there is the minute Baker Mayfield's back and being what he used to be. Now, I want to talk about the Bengals. So, I got some issues with the Bengals. I've said from the beginning, I'm not a huge believer in Joe Burrow. I thought he is an interesting player. He's got some talent, obviously. First overall pick. But I just didn't know how much of that was him at LSU. Joe Brady, great offensive coordinator. Weapons for days all around him. It's crazy that he had almost the same exact weapons his junior year at LSU, and he was borderline mediocre. And then his senior year, when Joe Brady comes in, he wins the Heisman. I just don't really see how that's a thing. But with these first two games of the season, watching Joe Burrow both times. I've watched both those games. He's making me a believer. This dude looks calm, cool, and collected in the pocket. And that is with a awful offensive line. He looks bigger than I thought he did at LSU. He's added some chest weight and some arm weight to him. Looks stronger. He moves naturally in that pocket. Doesn't look like he's running for his life. It looks like he's just moving smoothly. Throws a pretty football. I'm not sold on him yet, but Joe Burrow's making me look at him like, okay, I may be wrong here. But he threw the ball 61 times against the Browns. 61. Believe that's second ever by a rookie. What the hell, Zach Taylor, head coach of the Bengals? You're really going to do that to your rookie quarterback? You can't do that. They need to find a way to get some running game. Or get the running backs work somehow. Because you just can't do that to a rookie. That's all I'm going to say about that. Let's move on to our games of this week, week two action. Let's start it off. The New York Giants on the road, take it on the Chicago Bears. I will pick the Bears. I think Mitchell Trubisky looked good. I do have a little bit of concern with Allen Robinson asking for a trade. I think that may harm some chemistry there, but the Giants are a mess, dude. And that defense for the Bears is studly. And I think they're going to really rock Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley alike. So I'll take the Bears. The LA Rams on the road taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. I'll be taking the Rams. Carson Wentz got sacked eight times against the Washington football team in week one. Now you've got Aaron Donald who against the Cowboys pushed down about, oh, three of the offensive linemen for the Cowboys in one play. This is going to be a train wreck. Aaron Donald may have a season's worth of sacks in one game, so I'll be taking the Rams in this one. Atlanta Falcons on the road taking on the Cowboys, I'll take the Cowboys, um, I think the the Rams' defense is significantly better than the Falcons' defense, and I think the Cowboys kind of feast on those middle-of-the-road teams. I think they're good against those middle-of-the-road teams. I think the Rams are a playoff team, in my opinion, possibly, because they're too deep at every position. Um, Atlanta, I think, is just... They need to fire Dan Quinn. Let's just be real here. Get him out of there. Get a new guy in there because he's not working out. But I got the boys on that one. Carolina Panthers on the road at the Buccaneers. Not much to talk about here. I got the Buccaneers. Defense for the Panthers. Couldn't stop a nosebleed against the Rams. You're going to tell me they're going to do, if they're going to even compete doing that against Tom Brady and the weapons. I know Mike, I know Chris Godwin is out, but it won't matter. This is going to maybe a slaughter. Um, So I got the Bucks on that one. 49ers at the Jets. Both these teams are wounded to hell. No Sherman for the 49ers. Half the damn roster for the Jets. It's out. Same, really, honestly, same thing with the 49ers. But I got the Niners winning that one. It's basically going to come down to who's the coach and who's the quarterback. And I'll take Kyle Shanahan, Jimmy Garoppolo, 20 times out of 10 over Sam Darnold and Adam Gase. Broncos at the Steelers. I'll be taking the Steelers. God almighty, that defense is amazing. Better than I thought it was coming into the season. That's saying something. I thought it was top five, maybe top three. Big Ben looked good. And as much as I like Denver, they scored 14 points against Tennessee. They'd be lucky to score anything against Pittsburgh. So I got the Steelers in this one. The Jags at the Titans, I... For this week only, I'm a believer in Minshew Mania. I'll be taking the Jacksonville Jaguars. No A.J. Brown for the Titans. That means Corey Davis is going to be going up against, in my opinion, the defensive rookie of the year in the AFC and C.J. Henderson, the rookie corner out of Florida. This is going to be a good football game, but I'll take the Jags to start somehow two and oh of course when they're trying to tank for trevor they're going to actually have a decent start lions at the packers easy one for me i'll take the packers in that one um was i right or was i wrong about when i was saying that it doesn't matter that they drafted jordan love in the first round this team's gonna be just fine Devontae Adams was amazing week one. I'm not exactly sure the corners for Detroit are any better than the ones for Minnesota. So, and Detroit, if you're running back, rookie running back can't catch a damn five-yard pass in the back of the end zone for a touchdown to win the game, good luck beating Aaron Rodgers. So, I'll take the Packers. Bills at Dolphins? I'll be taking the Bills on that one to start 2-0. I just think the defense is going to smother Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think Josh Allen may have another big game. This is going to be a... Bills dominated the game. Vikings at the Colts. I'll be taking the Vikings. Um, Marlon Mack is hurt. That definitely hurts, in my opinion. I didn't. I think Jonathan Taylor was going to need a little more grooming to get into form. And I think him getting thrown to the fire right away against a very good Vikings defense is not going to be very good for him. And the Vikings, Kirk Cousins is good. Had a good game. So. I'll be taking the Vikings on this one. Washington football team versus the Arizona Cardinals. I'll be taking the Arizona Cardinals, but I'll be holding my breath that whole game. I doubted the Washington football team once. I'm not shocked if they doubt me. Prove me wrong again. But I think the Falcons are... I mean, not the Falcons. The Cardinals are... There's too many birds in the NFL. Good Lord. Come on. Just one or two, not five. But I think the Cardinals... Murray to Hopkins is going to light it up again. Um, I think Kyler Murray is a dark horse MVP candidate and this is going to be, I think possibly another good game for fantasy owners of either guy. Ravens at Texans. I'll be taking the Ravens on this one. I think the Ravens are just loaded on offense and the Texans are going to have no answer for it. As much as I like Deshaun Watson as a guy, it's just not going to be a pretty game. I'll be taking the Ravens. Chiefs at Chargers. This one was kind of interesting for me. But I'll be taking the Chiefs. I just can't pick against Patrick Mahomes after what I've seen the past few years. I remember when Patrick Mahomes first burst into the league. Because I did pick before the Robson Sportscast with my, some of my family. And when Patrick Mahomes was first breaking out, I did not believe in him. I was like, oh, this has got to be some sort of mirage. Like, he's going to choke eventually. Never happened. He won MVP. So I'm just like, uh, I've learned never to doubt him. Um, so I'll be taking Casey on this one. If the char- I just got one thing to say about the Chargers. If you can barely beat the Bengals, good luck against Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Sunday Night Football, Patriots at Seattle. I'll be taking Seattle on a blowout, honestly. Um, I understand it's Bill Belichick, and I understand they look good. But you're going from facing Ryan Fitzpatrick to Russell Wilson. Good luck. <laughs> I can't wait to see. I think it's still going to be a good football game. Honestly, I know I just said it was going to be a blowout, but I think it's going to look Not going to look as bad when we look at the stat sheet versus what you see on the scoreboard. So, I'll be taking the Seahawks to win. The Monday Night Football. The Saints at the Raiders. It's the first game in Las Vegas but I'll be taking the Saints on that one. It's just, I know Mike Thomas is out, but it's still Drew Brees. Come on now. This is going to be easy money. I'll be taking Drew Brees and the Saints. Who that? And that's your week two pickups. We are currently 10 and seven on the year. I've been doing this, this stuff with some other guys, other podcasters. We are currently tied for fourth place here on the Robson Sportscast. We got some work to do to catch up, but I think I am very confident that we, this week, can really make up some ground and get back into that race for first place. But for now, we talk a lot of football. And what's been going on that I haven't talked about in forever is BA action. Let's get into it, baby. I know it has been forever since I've talked basketball. I took that week off from the Robson Sportscast And then last week's episode, I had to do an impromptu episode that I was not really prepared to have to do, so I didn't really have time to get everything I wanted into the episode. But so it goes. Um, So I'm not going to bore you guys talking about what's already happened. I'm just going to go through them real quick and talk. Let's talk about the Eastern Conference second round real quick. The Miami Heat beat the Bucks, top-seeded Bucks, four to one, and moving on to the Eastern Conference Finals. I said it from the beginning. Check it back. The Miami Heat were the sleeper team in the Eastern Conference, and they've shown it. I mean, this team's amazing. This team is well-round, and it's just good. Bam Adebayo is becoming an amazing two-way player. Tyler Hero is a deadly shooter in the clutch. and Jimmy Butler is Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Buckets, man. Jimmy freaking Buckets. Boston Celtics took down the defending champions in seven games, 4-3 over the Raptors. Uh, Boston Celtics are a powerhouse offensively and solid defensively. Um, I think they need more pieces on defense, um, and it sounds like they're imploding from within, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, Western second round, the Lakers take down the Rockets 4-1. to one. I said it from the beginning. This ain't a championship team. Let's just be real here. The Rockets talking about they're not that good of a basketball team. And as much as that sucks to say, it's true. They're not a good basketball team. Yes. You got James Harden. You got Russell Westbrook. You got these names. But they're selfish divas that are just babies. And they just can't win championships. Players like that don't win championships. And that's why. I, and Mike D'Antoni is, I think, the last guy that should have been gone. I think they should have traded either Westbrook or Harden away. You can have one of them and win a title, but you can't have both of them. So they got rid of the wrong guy, one of the wrong guys, in my opinion, Mike D'Antoni. But and the Denver Nuggets come back from yet again a three-one deficit and take down the L.A. Clippers in seven games. Denver. Wow, I did not expect you to be in the Western Conference Finals. Um, I'm impressed. Jamal Murray, You, I have stated before he needed to be more consistent for me, for the Nuggets to have a chance, and he's been that since probably that statement was said. It's been a, been a while since I've talked basketball, as I've said. But I want to talk about the Clippers real quick. They are in great danger of becoming the Brooklyn Nets. Remember when Brooklyn traded all that draft capital for a bunch of great players to try and win a championship and it didn't work? And that set them back I don't know how many years. They're lucky they're good now with how much they gave up. The Clippers are becoming a risk of that. Because how much did they trade away? How much of their future do they trade away to get Paul George there with Kawhi Leonard? The Thunder made the playoffs with the players they got from the Clippers. And you ask me, I think the Thunder are a better position for the future. Paul George, again, was a no-show in the playoffs. And Kawhi Leonard, possibly with... A lot of people are going to argue this, but possibly the biggest choke job I've ever seen in a Game Seven of the Finals of a Western Conference ever, like playoffs in general, probably. Thinking ahead a little bit, getting ready to talk about the Conference Finals. <laughs> my bad. But I expect more out of Kawhi Leonard, my favorite player in the league, honestly, and I expect more. Paul George, I should shouldn't expect more, but I did because he's done this before. He's choked in the playoffs before. But this is just, it's a whole new low. They need to either A, surround this team with talent now. Or trade away Paul George and try and get some draft capital back. Because this has a risk of getting ugly. Now I want people to calm down a little bit with the Clippers hate. You all act like Denverers are a bunch of scrubs. This is a good basketball team they played. I know they blew the 3-1 lead, yada, yada, yada. Make all the memes you want. Let's just talk facts. The Denver Nuggets are a good basketball team. Yes, the Clippers were supposed to be better. But the Mavericks pushed this team up to six games. Where was that talk then? In my opinion, the Nuggets are a little bit better than the Mavericks. Where was that talk about the Clippers then? There were still people saying they were going to win the championship. Laker fans. Y'all are starting to kind of annoy me with this Clipper hate. Yes, and I'm going to state this now. Yes, you own Staples Center. Yes, you own Los Angeles, California. I understand all of that. And I agree with all that. But didn't the Clippers have a winning record against the Lakers in the regular season? I can't remember. May have not. I may be wrong. I'm looking it up now as I'm talking right now. I'm just double checking. Okay, the Clippers The Lakers beat them twice. The Clippers only beat them once. Okay, I look like an idiot. But... (laughs) Here's the thing. I can't really defend myself now, can I? I? I sound like an idiot there. But... My point's just erase that. Erase that from your memory. Erase that from your memory. (laughs) So I understand you beat them in the regular season. But every game was close. They designed this team with one goal in mind. To beat you in the playoffs. In my opinion, if this was a COVID-free world, And not a bubble, which I think changes everything. You'd be facing them in the Western Conference Finals right now. And I don't know how good of a chance you'd have at that. And let's be real here, Lakers fans. You don't either. So breathe a big sigh of relief because you're lucky you didn't have to find out. You could have found out the hard way. But let's talk the conference finals. Let's start with the Eastern Conference Finals first. Celtics versus... Heat. Heat have a 2-1 to lead. This is going to be a great series. Not the Eastern Conference Finals I expected, but again, COVID world, anything's possible, I guess. Boston Celtics won Game 3 today, 117-106. Heat won Game 1, 117-114 in overtime, and Game 2, 106-101. I got the Heat win in this series and advanced to the NBA Finals. Tell me why I should say otherwise. The Miami Heat are a phenomenal basketball team. In my opinion, they may be the best all around team in these in the bubble right now. They're phenomenal. Great team. They've got everything. I've said this I don't know how many times. And every time I say it, like, oh, it's just it's the bubble. Oh, it's just a mirage. Don't worry, they'll choke eventually. Where is it? Where is it? They got a two to one lead. I know they just lost the game three, but I got them winning four to one. Until I see otherwise, I'll take the heat. Lakers versus Nuggets. I'm going to tell you all straight up, I got no idea who in the hell is winning this series. (laughs) The Lakers could go up 3-1 and the Nuggets could come back again, or LeBron could do LeBron things and sweep these fools. I don't know what's getting ready to happen in this series. And I kind of like it that way. And that's the Western Conference... In general, you don't know who's going to win it. And I don't know. Simple as that. I don't know. I don't know who's going to win this series. We're going to play it by ear. Lakers won game one. They blew them out. But don't count the Nuggets out. We've done it twice in the playoffs already. And the Nuggets came back and won the series. Both times. So I'm going to hold off on my judgment for them. Getting ready to wrap up the playoffs for the NBA. How crazy is that? Man, I'm going to miss the NBA. Even as a Knicks fan, I'm going to miss it. (laughs) Let's go ahead and close the show out. Man, in between rocking this intro and rocking the NBA... Talk. I took a quick little break. I chugged about two bottles of water there. That was a lot of talking. (laughs) But it felt good to be back in my usual setup. Felt a little more at home, and I'm sure it sounds a hell of a lot better than me sitting and talking into my computer uh, with no microphone. So I hope you all enjoyed this week's edition. Hope you enjoy your Sunday of NFL football and the continuing of the NBA playoffs and whatever other sports you're watching there's MLB there's NHL going on Stanley Cup finals getting ready to start if I knew more about hockey I'd be talking about that but I don't know a ton about hockey (laughs) aside from a few named players but other than that not much that's why I don't really talk a lot about hockey on the Robson sportscast but anyway this is RC Productions with the killer beat hitting us out of here and this is your host Alex Robson Signing up.